there. Welcome to the program. My name is Gary Zimek, and you are listening to Following the Truth. I'm so glad you're here today. And look, I saved you a chair right at the table. I got a couple things that I want to discuss with you. You're going you're gonna to love this first one. The first one is that I have a confession to make. Now, we t- yeah, I do. I have a confession to make to you today. I want to I share something that's been really, um, I don't want to say bothering me over the past couple of days, but really uh, in- inspiring me. I-, I think the Holy Spirit's been working on me over the past few days. And I want to share something with you. It's an admission that sometimes I <laughs> I don't do the right thing. Okay, that's the first thing I want to talk about. Now, that's going to make you want to stick around for the entire show, right? I also want to talk about today's gospel. This gospel from today's Daily Mass is, I, I think, one of the most difficult messages you are ever going to hear from, from the lips of Jesus. You're going to hear a direct series of direct quotes from the Lord, and, and he's shared some pretty tough stuff. But I think this is one of the most difficult ones. But I think it's so important that we push through the difficult nature of the message where he's talking about division. And if you if you read the Daily Mass readings today or you, you were at Daily Mass, you know what I'm talking about. This is one of those messages that makes you scratch your head and you say, all right, Lord, which is it? Are you coming to bring peace or are you coming to bring division, right? Are you coming to bring division? Which one? You said both. Which one is it? And I'm going to tell you right now that I believe it's both and they're really kind of the same thing, as crazy as that sounds. You know, when I, when I, and I wrote about this in my daily email reflection today, and I also want to talk about it with you. When I, when I first, first heard this gospel, this is not what I thought of, but as I prayed over it, and I think that's why it's so important that we spend time, you know, if you want to go, if you want to get to know Jesus, the best way to do it is to, I mean, there's a couple of different things. Yeah, to, to sp- the one thing that is, is really critical is that you spend time with the Gospels and, and not just power read or speed, through, speed read through them, which is, which is really my tendency. So I've got to really watch this. But to spend time and just read them over and ask the Holy Spirit to open up your heart and, and honestly, just let Jesus speak to your heart. Because I ended up by doing that today with a different take on this this gospel and I'm really glad because I didn't like the original one that I was getting so let's talk about this let's talk about it because this is such a critical message for the time in which we live in the time in which we live but there's also something that I want to share with you about the Lord's words and we'll read the gospel and talk about it as well um that that I've never heard elsewhere, and, and so so I want I want to share that with you because I feel that it's it's something that's going to make you feel good, and and I I love it when I can present like not only the good news because I everything I I say on this show I believe is good news because when you're you're talking about letting Christ speak to you how how could it not be good news right but. This is not only good news, but it's attractive and comforting good news. Not all the good news is um, is really easy to take. Sometimes it's a little harder to take. It's still good news, but there's good news and there's good news. If, if you have any idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> email me because I sure don't. No, just kidding. I know exactly what I want to say. So look, let's pray. Let's talk to our Father in heaven right now, and then we'll get on with the show. All right, so settle in, relax. Relax. 
And just remember before we start that we are in the presence of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I mean, they are with us right now. It might not feel like it, but they're with us. So let's talk to them. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, I meant Father. I, you know, I'm always grateful and, and at the same time blown away when I have this opportunity to come on the air and have a discussion with you, have a dialogue with you through my opening prayer. Thank you for always being here, Father. You are such an important person. You are Almighty God. You created the entire universe out of nothing. And yet, and without you, the universe would cease to exist. And yet somehow, you view me and everyone with me as important enough to spend time with. You know, Father, that's amazing. And, and, and we are so grateful that you are willing to spend this time with us. Father, thank you. Thank you for creating us. Thank you for sustaining our lives. Thank you for providing for all of our needs from the moment we were first conceived right up until the present time. Father, thank you for sending Jesus into the world. Thank you for sending us the Holy Spirit. And this day, Father, I ask you to awaken the Holy Spirit in all of us so that we can have hearts that are open and receptive to the message that you have for us today and willing and able to put it into practice. And lastly, I'm going to ask, Father, that you give me the words. I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to get in the way of your message. This is your show. You know that, but sometimes I need to remember it, and that's why I ask you for your help. Send a special outpouring of your Spirit to me so that my words are guided to proclaim your message. Thank you, Father, and thank you for the privilege of being able to share this with listeners around the world. I am incredibly grateful, Father. We ask these things in the name above all names, the name of Jesus, your Son, and who, who is our Lord and who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit. God, forever and ever, amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You know, I, I say this every day. I, I think I say a variation of this a lot of, uh, a lot of the days when we do this show, that I'm blown away with the the fact that I can talk to God, the the creator of the entire universe, anytime I want, and he listens. My feeble human mind has a hard time wrapping its brain you know, wrapping itself around that concept. I, I don't know how you feel, but that's an incredible privilege. I can talk to him anytime I want. And Jesus, who is also with me and with you right now, he told us to talk to our Father. And he said, you can call him father, not just God, not just a distant and personal God. He's your father. That is freaky and mind-blowing to use two non-theological terms, but it is, isn't it? Hey, uh, it's great to be with you. It's October the 21st. It is a beautiful day here in southern New Jersey. I just got in from a a walk. I I was doing some prayers. I was... Eileen and my daughter Mary are out. Elizabeth, my other daughter, is is working. So it's just me and the Lord. We took a walk. We uh, we did some work today. Um, and got some. Uh, I have. I was productive this morning. You know, I'm I'm writing a, a proposal for a new book, and I've I've got to get it finished. I'm on the on the under the gun to get it finished very soon. Uh, 
and, and today I had a good day. By the way, if you would if you wouldn't mind praying for me specifically for the work that I have to get done, I've got a deadline that I have to meet. I would really appreciate it, I, and I, I thank you for that. Okay, so uh, let's see what we got. Um, first, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Oh, I know what I want to tell you. So I go on my website last night. You know, my website is followingthetruth.com. If you get a chance, check it out. But when you get there, I don't know if you ever have been there before, you may notice that the header, I had this header designed for me, and this thing has been up and running for years. The header disappeared. And I'm trying to troubleshoot this right now. So if you would say a prayer for that too, or if you might happen to have any expertise in in website maintenance that would that would help me as well <laughs> um years ago i had my and i'm a i'm a software guy but i i never dealt with internet software so this is all all new to me i mean and i'm haven't done that for over 10 years since i've been in full-time ministry so i'm really out of touch when it comes to technology but i'm in the process of trying to figure this out i had a guy who created my website for me years ago when you when you operate in full-time ministry, uh, you kind of don't have a big budget to deal with. And, and I really had to cut corners. I had somebody who f- gave me a great deal in designing my website. And and because he couldn't keep up, I was the website was being hosted on his servers be, because of the nature of he, he just couldn't keep up with the maintenance required. He and I, he he agreed to, he told me that it would be best for me to move it elsewhere. Well, I did, but I lost his help along the way. And now I'm kind of fending for myself with the website. And, uh, you know, but you got to do what you got to do. You got to cut corners. And that's why, um, you know, in order to survive financially. So if you could pray for me that, that I can figure this out and figure out what's wrong with this, nothing changed. There were no updates made. All of a sudden things just started, uh, not working correctly yesterday. So the banner at the top of the website is missing. And I, and I have some ideas, but if you or you know, somebody who's really good at web design, and you can send them my way. I would really appreciate it. Um, just, I'm looking for some pointers. So anyway, that's the deal with my website. The website's following the truth.com. And if you want to contact me, my email is gary at following the truth.com. Okay, there's that. And then also, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness, my latest book, doing well in the charts. And um, I have a feeling, and I, I, you know, a lot of times I do these interviews on, on a number of different national uh, Catholic radio shows, and they'll replay the interviews sometimes, and they never tell me when it happens. So, I see. Yeah, I saw yesterday that the book was really climbing the Amazon charts. So I was obviously, maybe you know, because <laughs> I don't. I was obviously on something yesterday, but I don't know what. So if you if you know if you happen to hear me an interview with me yesterday, I know I did the Sunrise Morning Show live yesterday morning, but this this bump in in the sales was drastic. It's something that you don't see that often. So I have a feeling one of the other shows I did uh, rebroadcast my appearance. Nonetheless, I am grateful for the rise in sales for Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. And I mentioned yesterday on the program that next week I'm going to start digging into the book in in greater depth. So we'll start that next week. It's something I never really did. I I want to go through a a general overview of the chapters and and give you some uh, more insight into what that book is all about. Yeah, it's all about finding peace and happiness. Well, how do we do that? Well, essentially, essentially we do that by 
um, following God and his will for our lives. We follow God and his will for our lives by knowing him, by loving him, and by serving him. So that's the deal with that. Um, And it sounds good. Know, love, and serve God. Great. Well, what do we do? That's what the book's about. So I thought, like, you and I are friends. You know, we hang out together. So I'm looking forward to being able to spend some time with you and and talk about this. And we will do that next week on the program. So let your friends know in case anybody is interested in looking for peace and happiness. We can talk more about it. All right. Yeah, like you're going to know somebody who's not interested. Here, here's the problem. I'm going to tell you the problem. He says as he takes a subtle sip of his coffee, people don't know. People underestimate the power, the transformational power of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Bottom line, people don't understand what a relationship with Christ can do. And that's why I can't stop talking about him. For the rest of my life, as long as he gives me a voice and the ability to share his message, I'm going to keep doing what I can do. To, to, to get that word out there, Jesus can change your life for the better. And it all begins by saying, Jesus, help me. That's where you start. You know, whether you go to church every week or not, at some point you have to make that proclamation, that request for help. Jesus, help me. Now, now look, this leads me into my confession. So I touched on this yesterday. Um, I, I've got this problem that I tend to like to be in control of my life. I I like when I have a problem, when something's bothering me, I like to fix it. And oftentimes, I don't put a lot of thought into it. I just jump in and try to fix it. I pray every morning, and I've gotten much better at this. I pray every morning, and I go to daily mass, and I ask the Lord for help, and I say, Lord, you know, help me with the various things that are going to happen today. And, And I do that. But, but in doing so, and, and Eileen and I pray before we go to bed at night, and we, we pray our rosary as a family, too, in the evening. We, we've got our periods of prayer throughout the day. But unfortunately, I think I tend to compartmentalize God a little bit more than I should. In other words, I pray in the morning. I pray throughout the day periodically. Um, so, so that's fine. But specifically, and tell me if you can relate to this. If a problem arises, like yesterday, I was in the midst of writing my daily email reflection, let not your heart be troubled, and an email came in. And the email was something that I didn't feel like dealing with. It wasn't a major problem, but it was an annoyance. And I thought like, ugh, ugh, I'm trying to write a reflection, right? (laughs) And now I got to deal with this. And again, it wasn't a big deal. But yet, truth be told, these problems that cause us the greatest get grief, they're often the unimportant things. You know, when you look at it, the, the, the most trivial things, and, and I don't want to downplay it, but oftentimes some, something very trivial can upset our peace, which is what happened to me. And I was writing at the time about inviting God into our problems and asking for help. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. My mind... As I was writing, I'm already thinking, all right, let me just respond to this. And I didn't even ask Jesus to help me. And then last night, again, the websites thing became, I became aware of the website issue. And I immediately start going on the computer and checking things and doing what I can and putting it on Facebook, asking for help. And I never asked Jesus to help me. 
this is where I have to get better. Now, both of those those situations, I did ask Jesus for help. And, and, I, and I really feel what I wrote in yesterday's email reflection is true, that when you ask him for help, the first thing you're going to receive is a greater sense of peace. Not always peace that's going to knock you over and make you jump up and down, but a greater sense of peace, knowing that, hey, he's helping me. He can handle this. We're going to get through this. And the other, re- the other thing that typically results from that is you generally get some ideas or you're able to get through the problem better than if you didn't ask him for help. So I do believe that asking him for help is critical. I just need to get better at it when these problems catch me off guard because they're the dangerous ones. You know, I'm in the midst of a difficult conversation. I get in a traffic jam. I, I, I get computer problems. Something is going wrong. I need to pause and more often get into the habit of saying, Jesus, would you help me? And then go about doing what I can with his help to fix the problem. It's really good advice. It's advice that I've written about before, but I don't always follow it. But I've learned from that. So in the past few days, I think that um, I'm getting better at that. I think the Holy Spirit's working on me to try to remind me of that. So I, I'm going to sh- share that with you to let you know that I don't have all the answers. And sometimes I do have all the answers, but I don't always put the answers into practice. Right? I, I know that I should ask Jesus for help, and I do. But it's like at these particular times, this is when I ask Jesus for help. Oh, but wait a minute, I got a crisis now, so let me just fix it. No, stop for 10 seconds, Gary, and ask the Lord to help you. I share that with you. Maybe you're going through that. And I say we can work on it together. It's a good reminder. I don't care if we feel it or not. You know, even if you feel he can't help you with your problem, like he doesn't do computer stuff. Uh, I've got a banking issue. I've got a, a problem with my car and I got to get it to the repair shop. How in the world am I going to do it? Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. You know, and if we can get into the habit of integrating him more fully into our daily mess, and I love that word. Matthew Kelly uses that word. That life is messy in his new book he talks about. It. And it is. If we can get used to integrating and inviting Jesus into our daily mess, our mess is going to get a lot less messy, maybe not externally, but internally. Look, as long as I feel okay and I'm peaceful, I can tolerate the mess. It's the internal lack of peace that's so painful. So I share that just in case you might have the a similar tendency to, to just forget to invite Jesus in. It takes two seconds. Jesus, help me. And expect him to show up. You know, you don't have to whip out your novena book. Novenas are great. But you can say, Jesus, help me, when you're dealing with, an, in, you know, a sudden crisis or a sudden problem or an annoyance. You know, that email, Jesus, help me. Help me deal with this. He can do that. He really can. Okay, let's look at the gospel now because it is challenging. I'm just going to read it to you first. And uh, I'm not going to interrupt. I just want to read this, and then we'll talk about it, okay? It's from Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 53. Jesus said to his disciples, I have already come, I have, I'm sorry, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized. 
and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two, and two against three. A father will be divided against his son, and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter, and a daughter against her mother, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Okay, there it is, the gospel. Feels good, doesn't it? It does not feel good. Is this the same Jesus who said to his disciples later on, peace be with you, peace be with you. Wait a minute. He just said he didn't come to bring peace. This is a mind-blowing, what appears to be contradiction, but I don't think it is. Now, here's what I get out of this. Um, First of all, many people are going to read this and say, yes, in order to follow Jesus, if I'm doing what I am supposed to do, I am supposed to go out and cause division. I am supposed to pick fights. And and I talked about this in the newsletter today. I don't believe Jesus is telling us we should go out and pick fights. However, what I do believe is there is a time when we have to speak up for the truth. And whatever the issue is, sometimes we have to say, no, here's what I believe. And this is what I believe based on my Christian faith. And there are times when that's going to outright cause division and push back and even possibly some form of persecution. Maybe not always physical persecution, but verbal persecution. That's okay. We are going to have those situations. However, I think... Many people at this point in time, we are a divided country, a divided world. There's a lot of division. We are even a divided church in many cases. I think people are going to read this and get fired up and say, yes, I've got to go out and cause trouble because that's what Jesus wants. And there, there is a time to speak out, but you got to do it with love. That's what the Lord tells us. We can't call people names. We can't be sarcastic and claim to do it in the name of Jesus. We we can, but we're not going to be doing it the way he wants us to do it. We can be firm. We can speak out. But but I don't think we should be looking for fights. You know, um, and and I could could say a lot more, but I just want to leave it at that. I don't think we should be looking for fights, whether we're trying to win over people in our own church or whether we're trying to win over people who believe, who are from other faith backgrounds. I don't think fighting and looking for trouble and proving we're right is the way to go. I have done all that. And and I, I really feel the Lord has spoken to me and said, you know, you speak the truth, but you do it with love, not to win the argument. That's a challenge for me because I struggle with that. Okay, so I looked up. So, so, so here's what I did. I looked up the... The Greek word, the, the Gospels were written in Greek, so the Greek word Luke used could also mean, in addition to dissension or disunity, right, division, um, the Greek word can also mean departing or, or parting from, I think it was. And here's what I believe. Tell me if this, may, if it, take it for what it's worth. I feel this is what the Holy Spirit wants me to share with you. If we have a relationship with Christ, if we really are truly following Jesus Christ, there should be an internal change that takes place in us. 
But that internal change should also lead to a change or a modification of our external behavior. So what he does to me inside should then flow out and affect other people. And that's why sometimes there is a division that gets caused when you talk about, when you share your faith, because you're going to run into somebody who says, I don't believe that, or I don't believe there's a God, or why did he let this happen to me? So if you talk about him, you and that other person may move further apart. That's a division. But this idea of parting from, Another aspect of division is, I think, mind-blowing and yet incredibly comforting. If I share the hope that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ with somebody who's hopeless, they, because of that sharing of the gospel, can move, can part from their hopelessness to a position of hope. And that's a good example of division, a separation from hopelessness, from despair, from enslavement to habitual sin, whatever you want to call it, that comes about through the promise and hope of a relationship with Jesus Christ. So the main thing I think we need to remember is we need to let the Lord change us so that we can go out and change others help them to be parted from everything that's holding them down or enslaving them. I think that's critical that we do that. People need, the Lord needs us. He doesn't need us, but he's choosing to use people like you and me to share his good news with others, to give them hope. People don't know, trust me, people don't know what a relationship with Jesus can do in their lives. They don't get it. They downplay it. They underestimate him. They expect too little. And he's depending on us to share that. And yes, sometimes we're going to have to share a truth that nobody wants to hear. But that's why we have to stay close to the Holy Spirit and say, all right, Holy Spirit, is now the time? Is this the right place? Okay, I think I'm going to do it now. What do you think? And then you go with that feeling, you know? And then sometimes... People are going to walk away or not want to hear what you have to say. But we don't need to necessarily go seeking out conflict. Sharing the gospel is going to cause conflict sometimes. It's also going to bring incredible hope to somebody who is hopeless. So they are my thoughts uh, that I wanted to share with you today. I'm looking at the clock. I'm going to have to run. Let me know what you think. Gary at followingthetruth.com. And, uh, and, and I really appreciate you hanging out with me, spending this time with me. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Remember that I'm praying for you each day. Please continue to keep me in your prayers, both for my technical issues and uh, for my ministry. Um, I, I thank you so much for, for everything. And uh, God bless you. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to being back with you here tomorrow, God willing, on Following the Truth. Bye-bye now.